Are you ready to unapologetically unleash your bold and define your life, money, and business? Define You Radio Class is in session with host the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace, brings you the stories behind the glory. Hear from women and men who decided that life didn't define them. They were going to define themselves. Pen and papers ready. Class is now in session. Hello and welcome to Define You Radio. It is our Valentine's Day special, Behind the Bold, and class is truly in session tonight. We are talking about relationships, particularly mine. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for letting us define your Tuesdays. I am your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Make sure you follow the show on Blog Talk Radio, and you can also connect with me at www.valenciagwallace.com. The Facebook page for tonight's Mic Dropping Moment is the Find You Radio Behind the Bold. Now, February is the month of love and relationships, and you're going to appreciate, at least I think you're going to appreciate the openness and honesty that me and my husband are going to share with you guys tonight. Um, With that being said, I just want to introduce my husband real quick. David, are you there? Yes, I'm here. (laughs) As you guys can tell, he is, is excited a little. He's not used to being on this uh, end of the mic, but it's going to truly be an interesting eye-opening show. Now, since my relationship is the topic, of course I had to bring in a special guest host to handle the interview portion. Uh, tonight's interview will be conducted by Miss Tasha Dearborn. If you've You've heard her on uh, Healing You and Define You Radio before, of course. She is the leader and founder of Positive Express. She's part of Define You Movement. With that being said, Tasha, are you there? <laughs> I'm here. Yay. Okay. Well, if if you're ready, whew, let's all I'm take a breath. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I know it's going to be a very interesting show. Guys, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit one on your phone. We are also manning the Facebook page for any questions and comments there. And we'll go ahead and get started. So, Tasha, if you want to give give a brief intro of yourself, and then you could go ahead and just go into the interview. Okay. Well, as Valencia said, I am Tasha Dearborn of Positive Express. Founder of Positive Space. I'm also an ambassador for Define You Movement. Um, and tonight we're talking with Valencia and David Wallace on their interracial relationship. Um, first, I want to ask Valencia how or what made you want to do a show like this in this terms? <laughs> it's funny that you ask that because um, I debated with doing a show, number one, with my husband, and number two, you know, about our relationship. But I felt like with everything being so divided and, you know, racially, you know, we have a lot of racial division in this country, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of countries is very similar. But yet and still Mm -hmm. we found a way to make it work. You know, and we do talk openly and honestly in our household about racial issues. Uh, And I think with people, they almost look for you, especially because I am somewhat public, people look for you to choose a side. And Mm. it's hard to, you know, like, I feel like I don't have to choose a side. That would be false to not only who I am, but to, you know, to my husband. 
So I hope that mm-hmm. uh, explains. And then, too, I'm always talking about relationships and giving relationship tips. And um, I, so I thought, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there, the, the real behind this real relationship. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Okay. <laughs> well, how, um, how did y'all meet? David, or as I call him, Craig, because a lot of times I refer to my husband as Craig. Some other people refer to him as David. But, uh, mm-hmm. husband, if you want to go ahead and, and tell that story from your perspective, I think it would be interesting. Uh, do you want me to tell the whole story? The, <laughs> I want to well, we... We met online. Yeah, we met online. Um, it was, a, I guess, a dating website. Okay. Um, and uh, Valencia actually didn't have a picture up on her profile. <laughs> and so I guess the way she caught my attention was the first question she asked me was, uh, where do you keep your ketchup? <laughs> and I didn't know what she was talking about. So, of course, I had always kept my ketchup in the refrigerator. Well, that no longer applies because we keep our ketchup in the cabinet. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so we talked for a little while, I guess, what, two or three hours that night messaging. Yeah, and then... She said she had to go, and uh, she said, well, I guess I'll give you, give you my number because I guess you're not going to ask for it. So that's how it started. Tasha, may I, inter- may I interject? May I interject a little? Because, okay, yes, we, we, of course, met online. And what what made me like uh, his his profile, right, because I was on a dating website, was he had a, a quote or something up there that said, um, those who, like those who wonder are not always lost or something of that nature. So I kind of opened up the conversation with him by saying, well, sometimes they are lost, you know. And then came the catch-up question. And let me explain the catch-up question because yes, please. To me, <laughs> to me, a deal. I don't like cold ketchup. So to me, a, a deal breaker, crazy as it may sound, a deal breaker is like somebody that keeps the ketchup in the refrigerator. Um. So. Like he said, we keep it in the cabinet. I do not like cold ketchup. You know, everybody has their their deal breakers and their things like that. And to me, that was like, I don't even think I asked if he, well, I knew he had a job or or guess he had a job. But the important question to me was, you know, I need to know where do you keep your ketchup. So uh, that's so funny. That's so funny to me now just thinking thinking about it. But he is 100% correct. I did. He probably thought I was weird. And the one thing about Craig is that he didn't ask for my phone number. And I didn't have a picture up. So, ladies, I didn't have a picture up because I didn't want someone to look at my picture, and that's what they're judging me on or deciding, deciding, you know, whether they're going to talk to me or not. So, uh and it's it's so funny because I told him I could have been a man or you know something of that nature with the real feminine voice because I did not have a, a a picture up whatsoever. That's funny thinking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, before y'all started dating, did, did it cross either one of y'all mind um, that y'all were a different race? Well. Of course, I he knew I was black because uh, I'm pretty sure in my profile I had I said that, 
Uh, and, of course, I knew, you know, he was white. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't my first rodeo, so to speak, on the interracial dating side, and it wasn't his either. So okay. that, yeah, so that was never, never like a, a issue because I guess because both of us knew, you know, what we were dealing with and we knew that, you know, I had been there before, so to speak, and he had been there before. Mm-hmm. Very good question, especially because I didn't have a a picture. I could have told him anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. I have another question. Um, now I know both of y'all have um, children that are both, you know, like your your son is black and his son, his daughter is, is white. Do that? Do how did that affect them by y'all dating different races? Baby, you want to answer that? Um. I can. Um, my <laughs> oldest daughter, um, I mean, she's she's uh, she's not all white. She's mixed, too. Um, but mm-hmm. as far as, like, she's uh, Spanish. And mm-hmm. my youngest daughter is um, mixed. She's, she's white and black. So um, as far as my okay. children, I don't. My my girls didn't really don't have a problem or we're not affected um, by that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 Cameron, which is you know my son, uh, he wasn't either, and it kind of goes back to that, um, being that it wasn't my first time dating someone that wasn't black and it wasn't Craig's first time of dating someone that, you know, wasn't white. So I think for the, for the kids, it Mm. was, you know, it wasn't a a thing, you know, Um, and kids, kids see the world differently than most adults, you know? Um, So, you know, for them, it, it wasn't a thing. And, you know, Cameron, of course, he's he's older than the girls, so he he loves you know that whole being big brother thing, you know, because of course he's a, a only child on 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 my end, and uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, the the kids adapted really you know really good, but kids kids do as long as it's a good situation. I think children do uh, adapt. So, yeah. Okay, so since we're on the guidelines of family and kids, how did the families, y'all families feel about it? Were there any, like, objections? Craig. (laughs) (laughs) My family. (laughs) Yeah, My family, actually, uh, I believe they, they love Valencia more than they love me. Now, but, yeah. Now, um, of course, we did have that conversation with my mother where she said she would still bring a shovel. So, uh, <laughs> um, no, my family, my family really, really loves Valencia, and you know the path uh, I was on before I met Valencia, and they see how Valencia has changed my life, and you know um, they really. Love her for that too. Yay. And that's that's the cute part, Tasha. That's the cute part. Um, you know, but at the at the very beginning, you know, because of past Craig's past experiences with women of color, I will throw that throw it like that, politically correct. Um I think that and, and Craig could probably verify this or where I'm going with it. I think that they kind of may have had a bad taste in their mouth 
until they met me and got to know me and saw the differences that it made in his life. Because, you know, anytime we experience certain things with people of a different race, a lot of times uh, people that don't know will assume that everybody or every, you know, black woman is a particular way. Babe, would you agree with what I'm saying? Yes, I will agree. <laughs> he he's so funny. He's so he's quite interesting. My husband is. Um, on a side note, Craig is like one thirty second or one sixteenth something of that nature. Indian. So so legally, technically, he's not like one hundred percent white which we've we've debated on that, too, because I've said, you know, of course, I look more Indian uh, than he does. But that's a whole other show. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, on my end with my family, um, Craig kind of had it, I I think he had it easy coming in uh, because he wasn't my first interracial relationship. Now, with my first interracial relationship, of course, you know, uh, my family took it very hard. I come from a very Louisiana Southern family. There are no, you know, mixed kids in our family or interracial relationships. So um, a lot of my family, I would say, took it personally that I would date somebody that was that wasn't black. In fact, uh, for a period of time, I couldn't, didn't even speak to my family uh, behind this issue. But, and that was a hard thing. And at the, but at the end of the day, like I told them, and like I would advise anybody on any relationship, when it comes to your family and friends, they don't have to like or agree with your relationship, but it's your relationship, so they do need to respect it. They do need to mm-hmm. to respect it, and it it was it was hard. Some of the uh, and it's funny because I'm actually writing about this very thing now. Uh, it was hard because of the comments I completely didn't expect. Uh, one of my aunts that I'm very close with made a comment. Uh, you know. Like, that person just wants you to be their maid. You're going to end up getting hung up or strung up somewhere. And we're talking about, this is not like 1950, 1960, or anything of that um, nature. And it was very disheartening hearing that from people that I love and respected that, you know, and I think for a period of time, like, my my uncle, who I'm very was very close with, he's now passed on, but uh, for a period of time, our relationship was strained. And even though he never verbalized anything to me, the look on on his face and the way he treated me for, for a period of time was very hard to deal with. And I really didn't understand it because, You know, I wasn't raised in Louisiana. You know, I've always had a very diverse group of of friends, you know, of course, even now. So I didn't understand their, their, I mean, it was like I went out and committed a crime. And so that was a, a hard, hard thing with that, you know, especially the comments like how are you going to, Raise a, a black son with somebody that's not black. So it it's a it was a very um, tough time, you know. And there was some discussions to be had and everything else. And but at the end of the day, they they don't have to like it. I don't know their their feelings now. Nobody has said anything to me. Um, now, you know, since me and Craig have been together or anything of that nature. In fact, they do, you know, completely love and and adore him. 
the people that matter. I'll say that, the people that matter. And because of my personality, <laughs> hashtag behind the bold, uh, because of my personality, if they they know if they didn't like it, that's not actually my problem. Yeah. So at times, would you say that you had to ever put up like a barrier to call people out? To do to do what? Did you like ever have to put up like a barrier, like a wall, to keep others out of trying to you know, with the negative talk? Did you ever have to find them doing that? Um, on my end, it wasn't. I mean, you know, like I said, with my family, I did stop talking to them for a period of time. Um, I think, you know, it in any relationship, you have to set those guidelines and those rules of what you, what is and what's, you know, what is off limits and what doesn't matter. Um, I didn't put a barrier up, so to speak. Um, like I said, I did stop talking with them, and mm-hmm. on 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 my end. Now there are, I have had to correct people um, outside of family before, and you know I absolutely have no problem, you know, doing that because at the end of the day, you know this is this is my husband, and I'm going to. De- defend him and you know our relationship, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that makes I don't. Sense. Yeah, I know on uh, Craig's end, and he could tell you a little bit more about this. I know um, it's been people that he's had to distance himself from. Maybe with with family, we periodically talked about different people, especially when there's been like hot button racial issues going on. Um, babe, if you want to touch on that. Um, yeah, there's uh, definitely like, I guess you would say social media is, um, you can tell a lot by what people post. And sometimes you just have to, you know, block and delete those kind of people. I mean, whether they're family or not. Right. Is that what you're looking for? As a married couple now, do y'all find it difficult to attend, like, family events or anything like that? I would say because of the, the relationship I have with my family, um, which really kind of has nothing to do with, you know, our relationship, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Because of the relationship I have with them, I really don't attend a lot of family events or or gatherings. But when I do or when I have, you know, of course, Craig would always be with me. And then, you know, of course, his family is not – the majority of his family is not uh, here in Louisiana. So, you know, when we go visit his family, we go visit his family. And um, they, you know, of course, know know me and know I'm black. And (laughs) so I don't, I don't see what, so that, that like the family part is, is not where we have like a problem. The the public, that's a whole, uh, that's a whole other thing, and I really don't want to say it's a problem, but that's when, you know, that's yeah, that's a whole other thing dealing with the dealing with the public, because um, you do get the the stares uh, sometimes, because I think <clears throat> that people are are really used to seeing a black man and, and a white woman, just, you know, in my opinion, from what I've seen. And so when mm-hmm. you see a, a black woman and a white man, it, it causes 
you know, pause, you know, like, okay, what's what's going on here type situation, people will um, look, and they don't even <laughs> try to hide that uh, they're looking. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, babe, if you, if you want to, Touch on uh, touch on that too. <laughs> uh, I think most of our problems have been like in the checkout line. Oh my um, goodness! You know, uh, I, I'll put a few things from the basket onto the thing, and then Valencia will put a few, and the whoever's working the cash register will be like, "Uh, is this together?" And you know that. Very much offends my wife, and uh, <laughs> she she tends to let them know. Um, but I think in the beginning, like I noticed more of the stairs and stuff. But now it's to the point where I don't even pay attention, you know. So yeah, definitely in check my defense. <laughs> in, in in my defense, okay, let's say this. Uh, to me, is it's like common sense unless I'm being stalked. You know, if we're there together uh, at the line, if we're, you know, putting our stuff up there, of course we're together. And, you know, generally, depending on the day, I'm not going to lie, my response will, will be something like uh, all day for life, you know, and flash my ring or you know, no, I'm just being stalked. It really depends on because to me it's an utterly ridiculous question. But because we are one, we are together. You know, so. But I guess you know people still see us separately. So we do. I mean, still to this day, we. I mean, just I think just the other day the lady at the checkout asked that question. Sometimes I just give them a stare like, really? Um, that That's something that's very, very offensive. And as far as with the stares, it's something, because uh, I know people I've talked to that's, you know, in interracial relationships or whatever, that is one of the things that a lot, or thinking about it, that's one of the things that they say, I couldn't handle being stared at and so on and so forth. And, well, depending on the day, I may stop and strike a pose. Um, I may give them a look back or I may ignore them. Uh, It just, it really depends on the day because to me it's just, it's utterly, um, it's utterly ridiculous. But people will stare and Comes which comes my who raised you? Well, like when do you stare? At, why do you you know, ask? I'd rather somebody ask a question than just stare because it may seem um, not normal or abnormal to somebody else, but this is our everyday life, so it's not that it's special or abnormal to us, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, please. Um, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? What makes you? Well, maybe you're having some a little technical difficulty. Yeah, I can hear hear you. <laughs> what was your question again, Tasha? What makes your relationship? Okay, I could, I could like yeah. hardly. Wait, ask it again. Ask it again. What makes your relationship work for y'all? Um, the fact that we are best friends. Um, literally. We, I could have a, a good day or a bad day, and I can talk to him. I could talk to Craig about business, and he may not understand uh, 
all the technical side of this end of the business, but I could have a frustrating day and he will understand or he will listen or at least he will pretend to listen. And he knows, you know, we we definitely focus on communication and and really being friends. And we one of the things that I tell people in a relationship, one of the keys, you know, because you're not going to always agree, but you have to learn how to to fight fair. So if your relationship is not Let's say, you know, you guys get into an argument or a disagreement. Um, You know, watch the words that you say because you could say something you can't take back. So we definitely kind of take that approach when we don't agree. But for the most part, you know, we're, we're best friends. We could do silly, adventurous stuff together. Or we could do, you know, get dressed up and and go out to eat, you know. I think, you know, on my end, that's what I think really makes a relationship work really well. Husband? Um, I think <clears throat> definitely communication and, um, you know, wanting your partner to be happy. You know, wanting that person that you love to be happy more more so than yourself. I mean, if you if you love that person, you want them to be happy. I mean, it doesn't matter how you feel. Um, you want them to be happy more than anything, and I think that helps out a lot in our relationship. <laughs> if Mama's happy, everyone's happy. That is very much a true. A true statement And um, I want to kind of Touch on like you know when we talk about Communication um, <clears throat> I, I've been Asked before How How does Craig feel Like you know if I have to talk to A, a guy whether it's For an interview or something of that nature For you know for the business Side of it and Um I think that would be a good question for him to answer because I would always say, you know, of course he doesn't worry about if I have to talk to a a male or interact with the male because, you know, he knows I love him and I respect our relationship. But I I would love to hear his answer live. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My answer live would be, that um you know it it's um i guess it would be hard for some people um you know i don't really have i don't have anything to worry about personally but you know um i know valencia loves me and you know um one thing she told me in the very beginning was you know everything done in the dark comes to light so i mean <laughs> You kind of just have to you have to leave it up to that. I mean, there's no if you're in a loving relationship and you trust each other, there's there should be no worries, you know. Good answer. Good. <laughs> you know what's funny, Tasha? Um, both of us have had our share of what I like to call inappropriate inboxes and I think maybe for some people uh, you know an inbox is like the end all argument all everything whatever all because they're you know um, because they're trying to hide something I don't know but my husband have open, open access I have nothing to hide I have any passwords I have set up uh, for anything he knows And same with him And so when we get Like those inappropriate Inboxes uh, Even inappropriate Friend requests request, I can't talk um, we'll, we'll look at them together 
and we'll, you know, sometimes we'll we'll laugh about it. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes, so, you know, we'll we'll laugh. Um, sometimes we'll laugh about it. Just like really, you know, because uh, we don't have anything to hide. So whereas some people will, you know, try to do uh, inboxes, and I know a lot of ladies have dealt with this issue or or may have may be dealing with this issue or I don't know. But like my husband said, what goes on in the dark will come to light. So I don't have anything to hide, neither does he. So if someone inboxes me, you know, he he will know. And it because it's it's funny and ridiculous at the same time and same with him. And um some of them are like in a inappropriate inboxes, so like hey, are you married or, uh, hey, I used to know you from so this or, you know, stuff like that. Um, but, like, last year I did receive a very a very ugly inbox. Um, and, the, and because I do, I do get this, these types of uh, – I haven't gotten one in a, in a while, but this one, like, infuriated me because – it violated my inbox. That's how I felt. But I had a guy inbox me, and he was like, you know, you're a a black queen. You should be ashamed of yourself being married to uh, this white boy and, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, so, like, when I say, like, the problem doesn't, like, really come from the family a lot of times the the problem or the or the issues or the stupidity comes from the public. And I did address this inbox in my very bold Valencia way. But it's it's things like that that people feel like because of our relationship, especially like I said, in, in these times that they can say anything anything to you. And and it's okay. And maybe it is for other people. Maybe other people won't say anything. But I do believe in confronting ignorance. You know, some of the things that I've had, uh, because I am black, that is obvious. So a lot of times people will try to pull me into a lot of uh, racial issues to use my platform or my voice or speak out against this, speak out against that. Um, And the number one thing I would, from my end, if it's something I want to address, I'm going to address it. And at the other end, I'm not going to disrespect my husband and my my in-laws for anybody because I don't lump all white people in the same category. Just like as a black woman, I don't want people to lump all black women into a category. We're we're as different as each hair on our head. So being definitely quote unquote in the public eye brings brings on a whole new thing with the interracial aspect, you know. I've had people ask me uh, inappropriate questions, and, you know, my husband can, I'm sure, speak on having, you know, people he know or his coworkers asking him inappropriate questions. So I will send that over to him. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, yes. I I guess the the main inappropriate question I get asked is, is you know what what is it like to date or be married to a black woman? And you know, uh, my response is like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> I mean, because it's just like being married. I mean, you're married to your wife. You know, uh, it's it's quite crazy, it's just senseless to think that a color means it's totally different. Good, okay. good point. <laughs> I know we just hit like a whole bunch of nails, huh, Tasha? 
But don't I mean, you do? That's, that's like <laughs> that's like every every day. I think that people just assume because I'm I'm black and he's white that our relationship is is different. Um and and it's not not to us. You know, it's not to to us. But I do understand because from the outside looking in, it seems different. Like there's maybe he's some magical white guy or I'm some magical black woman to where we got together or something of that nature. Because um, I've, I've had, you know, women that I know – and I understand the questions. It's only it's because of these stereotypes and different things we believe about the other race. I mean, you know, so I'll get asked in a not now, but before, you know, inappropriate questions like about our intimate life and and different things like that that you wouldn't ask a, a couple that was made up of two black people. So why, you know, why, and and to me it's, it's a ridiculous question, but I would rather answer some of them than have people continue to believe certain stereotypes about different races, race, races, you know. Um, and I ask my husband crazy questions, please believe, because, you know, anybody deal with me, you know my favorite thing, I have questions. And I remember asking him, um, because I think sometimes people will assume that if if somebody if a white guy is dating a black woman, then she must be like mixed or or light skinned or you know something of that nature. And it's obvious I'm one hundred percent black, you know. So I've asked him about that. Sometimes I wonder what it's like being the husband of a woman that asks questions, but I will ask, you know, I've asked him things like that, like if he had a, a preference of of color and so on and so forth. And I think a stereotype, too, that people assume that if a, if a white guy dates a black woman, he must have been raised in an all-black neighborhood and, and be a little, quote-unquote, ghetto himself and, you know, Tasha, you met my husband, and, and uh, various people have met my husband, and he's definitely 100% him. And I don't even think he was raised around, like, where he was raised. I don't think there was, like, that many black people. Am I right? Uh, Maybe, one like, family. one or two black families. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's not like he was um, jumped in to the black culture situation. So let mm-hmm. me kind of dispel some of those stereotypes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, you're um, you're breaking up a a little bit, Tasha. I don't know if you wanna. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I can hear you okay. now. You're good. Um, you know, he drives trucks. How do you handle that? Him being gone on the road for long periods of time. Hmm. Very good question. I honestly think um and then and what Craig does is he goes to you know different different plants and he's you know maybe gone a day or two uh he may work locally and come home every day or he may be gone two three weeks um out of state and I honestly think that that aspect of our relationship <laughs> makes it work because especially because I have my own business, but then going into the relationship, I knew what he did. In fact, I think the first, like, three months we were even 
talking, he was out of state, um, if I'm not mistaken. But for me, you know, it's it's what I'm used to. Then I could run my business and have more time, and it makes our relationship work. You know, it it there are those times that I really really like miss him and and everything. But I know he's doing you know what he has to do to take care of the family, and I have to respect that and not make him feel guilty about that. And it's funny because I get that I've gotten that question from different women who feel like they wouldn't want to be in a relationship with someone that's gone all the time or going a lot or a 24-hour call because we really can't plan holidays and stuff because of how he works. And I, mm-hmm. one of the things I would say is I would rather him uh, be going to work than him at home with no job, you know? And like I said, it keeps our our relationship fresh. I think that's one of the reasons we get along so well. I don't know how I would act if my husband was home 24 hours a day because then that means I'd have to cook and do, like, wife stuff (laughs) (laughs) a a whole lot. now on on his end, I guess he could tell you like how he feels being going away from the house. Um, I don't know if sometimes he maybe, I don't know, husband. Your how do you feel <laughs> with that being? I I think any relationship you need you need time away from <laughs> your partner. Um, it's healthy, I mean, but it also helps. You know, when I come back to town. It helps us be together 24-7 or, you know, at least all the time until I get called back out to work, which is usually not often. Um, but it does keep the relationship fresh, and, you know, it's how you communicate. I think because of our communication, me being on the road, and, you know, uh, we can talk, and she knows I work hard, and it uh it definitely helps to communicate, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> now there are though. I'm gonna tell you, like 100% honest. There are those moments that he will get around the wrong people who are complaining about their life and their relationship, and you know, there there are those moments where he gets in his feelings as I is I call it. And I think when I blogged, I kind of put that as one of the tips, like don't internalize other people's issues. Because it does take a strong woman and a strong man to have a type of relationship with where your partner is gone more than they are home, you know. But like I tell people when I've been asked, you know, well, you don't worry about him cheating and so on and so forth when he's on the road. Um, A man does not. Number one, I'm not worried about him cheating, you know. Um, that's number two. Number one, a man or a man or a woman does not have to go out of town or out of state if they wanted to cheat. So him working hmm. out of town or out of state, you know, like real talk, him working out of town or out of state doesn't give me any more or less security than someone whose husband or wife is, you know, works right around the corner. That's what I think a lot of people don't don't realize is that, you know, people are going to do what they want to do, whether or not, you know, you could go to the store and, and the person you live with cheating with the neighbor or the person behind the house or whatever. You know, if somebody wants to cheat, they do not have to go out of state or out of town to do it. Let me just throw that out there. Drop the mic. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, real true okay. story. I mean, I think one of the one of the main things um, with the with the relationship, and what's so funny about ours, and I know we have like, you know, ten minutes 
left, that time goes by fast. Um, went, the funny thing about our relationship is neither one of us went into the relationship wanting a relationship. In fact, our exact words to each other, his exact words to me was, been there, done that, not interested in being married again, right? This was like one of those first conversations we had. And my thing to him was, um, I'm not trying to get in a serious relationship because I plan on jumping state when my son graduates. And I think Cameron was like in ninth grade or tenth grade at the time. And he since, you know, graduated and everything. But um, so it was funny. Like both of us went in with we're not ever going to be in a relationship thing, conversation. Like that was a conversation we had. <laughs> so it's not like it's not like I went, it, neither one of us went, came into the situation um, bent on being in a relationship. But I'm going to tell you, uh, I realized that I wanted to, quote, unquote, cuff him. I wanted to be with him. I wanted to be in a relationship with him very early on without, you know, and I believe he would have to tell you that, you know, if he uh, if he felt the, felt the same and we just started moving towards that thing. Husband. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you how it really went. We have nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a few shirts in her closet, and she said specifically, when you get this much clothes in here, you have to move in. And it went from there. And, and pay bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it, obviously we didn't have the, the pre-show conversation um, <laughs> because that that is that is, that is 100% true. I, I believe it's like if you get uh, have three hangers in the closet or, or something of that nature, then you have to start paying bills. Um, but before that, before the shirts went and we decided we were going to be serious in, in everything, it, it was a point that we both just knew. I I think with me it was more of I didn't want anybody else to have him because I knew he was a good man. So even though I didn't think I wanted a relationship, my heart wanted to be with him. And so that's why, you know, a lot of times I talk about that heart-head connection. And that is where my heart connected, then my head connected. Because I couldn't just say, okay, take yourself off the market because my heart wanted to, be, wanted to be with you. I had to make sure both of those matched up and we had the conversation and his honesty, his his openness and his honesty is what what pulled me in and made me want to be with him. He was so um, un, unselfish. The first the first night or second night that we talked on the phone all night, he was on a night shift and like an overnight shift, and I went to sleep. And he had got off sometime, I think, while I was asleep. But instead of him going home, you know, getting cleaned up and going to sleep, he stayed up so he could call me the next morning when I woke up to tell me good morning. Oh, yeah, I knew then I was going to be Mrs. Wallace. <laughs> either either by the Justice of the Peace or Louisiana Common Law. I, I, I knew then the fact that he, you know, like, you got to, like, when you know, you you know. And I tried to deny it because, like I said, I didn't. I had plans. I was supposed to be living in Florida and, you know, enjoying single life and, you know, being that I had been married before, um, 
I wasn't a wife and I didn't have a husband before, but I was married before. And I just didn't know. It wasn't my plan to do it again. So, yes, ma'am. That that sounds about our see our relationship is like everybody everybody else, with the exception mm-hmm. of you know we do have to deal with the 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 looks and the uh, the interracial aspect of it from the world's eyes when the world is saying uh, white folks this and black folks that and you know all of that kind of stuff um especially when we have to you know like people looking at him or talking to him it's not like he wears a shirt that says my wife is black so watch what you say about black people you know because it's been things that he's uh caught in people he's had to tell from you know, interracial, you know, saying racially charged comments. Um, same thing on my end, you know, because I don't wear a shirt that says, hey, my husband's white and I have a interracial uh, or racially mixed family and in-laws and everything else. And people will, will say things, but it's almost like you won't allow someone to um, talk about the person you you love, and even though people may someone may be making a general statement about black people or a general statement or a stereotype stereotypical statement about uh white people or black people or whatever at the end of the day, that's not my truth. I can't say what all white people do, because number one, I'm married to one, and he's never done this. My in-laws are white. They've never done this. So it'll be wrong for me to say all white people don't like black people when I am obviously 100% black, you know. So I get offended when people say stuff like that. Like, do you know all white people? Do you know all black people? I have questions. We have like three minutes left. That time went by so fast. <laughs> if there was one thing uh, each one of you had to say to the audience that's listening that are in a virus, I would say, baby, if you want to give uh, give your tip to the audience that uh, may be in an interracial relationship or thinking about one, what would you say? Um, I would say if you're thinking about it, do it. Um, <laughs> if you're in one, uh, I'm happy for you, and I hope you're happy too. Um, everybody is different. Um, you know, all relationships are different. It's it's not one person or anything that is exactly the same. I mean, um, don't not do it because you're scared. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing to stop you. Nobody can stop you. So be happy and do what you want to do. My advice. (laughs) That was good. You did good. Um, just to kind of piggyback off of uh, my husband, I would say this from a black woman's perspective. Um, I know we hear a lot about being a a black queen and uh, supporting your black kings and, and so on and so forth. I would say, say being with someone that's not black does not make you any less a queen. And don't choose someone based on on color. And don't not choose someone based on color. Just open open up your heart. Don't ask God for love and somebody to love you and then someone comes to you that doesn't look or in the package that you expect and then turn it down. And then you wonder why the rest of your life 
you did you weren't sent love or you weren't loved and the opportunity to love came to you and you turned it down because society said it's not cool or you know whatever so i i would say find out you know find that person that makes you happy out outside of worrying about their color that's what i would say and at and at the end of the day um People don't your your family or friends don't have to like or love your relationship, but just make sure they respect it. I would say that, and we already up on the hour. Um, number one, I want to thank you so much, Tasha. You did an excellent job on the interview. I want to thank my <laughs> husband for stepping outside of his comfort zone and coming on to find you radio Valentine's Day special. Um, Pens and papers down, guys. Class is officially over. Make sure you join us every Tuesday live at our normal time, 7 p.m. Central, and every Sunday night for Healing You Radio, same time, same place. Feel free to leave your questions, comments on our Facebook page. And remember, only you can define you. Thank you again, Tasha and husband. You guys have a great week and happy Valentine's Day.